0: This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, August 4th, brought to you by Industrial Info, Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part three of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Uh, I mentioned that it's $550 billion, and of that, um, we understand that around $65 billion is going straight into that power and grid sector. Um, and I can break these down um, a little bit later in our conversation. But for now, what's most important to remember is that this is new money for resiliency, reliability to address the outages, of the drought, resilience, all of these other issues that have been um, plaguing our nation with the intensity and severity of climate change. Awesome. Thank you for that, Mona. And and Pat, I guess I, following that, I'll turn it over to you. What, why is this bill so important to our power grid? And what are some of the benefits of this upgraded grid?
1: I think this bill's primary importance is the scope. There aren't very many people within the power industry that don't know what we have to do and actually how we have to do it. There have been presentations at our various PUCs for a number of years on what will happen as we get higher and higher percentage of renewables. We knew there was instability coming. What we didn't design for necessarily was the sudden change of these weather events. So that's really what's really important is that this is a, glo- this is a problem that stretches across the United States. So a small scope project couldn't handle it. You you can build a new power station in areas where you need power and dispatchable power, but then you have to deal with the environmental issues of that. And that's a fairly, uh, I won't say distracting, but it's a fairly significant uh, project. On the other hand, if we looked at the whole thing in totality, we can see how these things all influence and affect each other. In addition to the three things I named on the grid itself, and Mona brings up a very good point, is that it's connected to water, to sewer, to transportation. I mean if you decide you're going to charge a million cars in the San Francisco Bay Area, the question comes in, where do you get the where do you get the power? And how do you get the power into the batteries that the cars need. This is a very large scope project. So what's really going to happen, and we see it happening already, is that we're going to be upgrading the intelligence of the grid.
0: To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. U.S. natural gas companies followed the path of their oil-focused counterparts by going all-in on production, boosting the nation's potential as a major player in the liquefied natural gas market. Chesapeake Energy Corporation said in its quarterly earnings report on Tuesday that it was strengthening its core focus on the Marcellus and Haynesville shale basins among the largest U.S. natural gas reserves. The brutal heat sweeping much of the U.S. has fired up profits at Entergy Corporation. As the company backs away from its nuclear and coal-fired business, it's strengthening its presence on the Texas and Louisiana power grids, where demand is driven by growth in the energy industry. Industrial Info is tracking more than $10 billion worth of active projects from Entergy, more than half of which is attributed to unit closures at nuclear and coal-fired generation facilities. Facilities. Much of Entergy's TD build out can be found in the coastal regions of Texas and Louisiana. In addition to soaring temperatures, these areas are expected to need a stronger power grid for a slew of export related energy projects, including facilities for the production and distribution of liquefied natural gas that are set to be brought online in the coming years. Pemex notched up significant gains in revenues and profits in the second quarter of 2022 as the company readies to open a new refinery. Since the beginning of his tenure, Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador has been adamant about strengthening state companies and achieving energy independence through domestic production, which influenced Pemex's decision to add a refinery. The latest financial and operational figures offer Pemex. Pemex a positive scenario following the impact of the global pandemic on the energy industry. Pemex expects to expand its domestic refining capacity by 340,000 barrels per day, with the opening of the new Dos Bocas refinery in the state of Tabasco, fueled by support from Lopez Obrador. And spending in the industrial manufacturing industry is very strong and shows little sign of letting up. Dave Pickering, Industrial Info's vice president of research for the industrial manufacturing industry, said in a recent IIR webinar. However, the industry, which includes automotive, semiconductors and computers, warehousing and distribution, heavy manufacturing and other sectors, faces some challenge, whether from supply chain issues, labor market tightness, or geopolitical situations." There were not a lot of project cancellations in the industrial manufacturing industry with the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. What did occur was the deferment of projects into 2021 or later, and spending came back in a big way and continues to stay strong as the world grows accustomed to the new normal. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.